Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, June 27th, and we are delighted you are joining us. We are always all about you, about what you need. This program provides unconventional, and by the way, I might say somewhat entertaining. I have to say somewhat because I'm saying it myself, right? If someone else said it, they could say, oh yeah, she's so entertaining. She's so funny. You know what? I can't say that about myself because then I sound kind of like a jerk. So this is the program where we provide unconventional and sometimes and somewhat entertaining insights on your money and your life. And if you'd like to get some help navigating your financial journey, maybe with a little common sense, then just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you would like to come on the air live with us, just tell us. And Mark does everything else because that's the kind of guy he is. That's what Jessica did. She is on the line from New Jersey. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jill. Thanks for taking my call today. Sure. I, I, wanted, I wanted to reach out actually about retirement planning, not just for myself, but also for my father. Um, as somebody who has does not have a lot of money saved up for retirement at this point, I am trying my best to prepare as maybe you could say a good a good daughter to make sure that I can help him out when he gets to full retirement and stops working. You're so nice. That's such a lovely that is lovely. It's sort of a weird thing like when parents sometimes they'll say to me, you know, oh, I have to hurt, I have to save so much for my kids or I have to do everything for my kids and then they I say, well, what happens if you don't have enough money then your kids are going to have to take care of you and no one ever contemplates that. So, how is it that your dad got into a situation where you feel like he's a little bit in a precarious financial situation? Right. So, the good news of all this is that actually the lessons he's learned through his life I'm taking into consideration for my planning, but at this point, uh, he's uh, 63 and a half years old, so he's looking ahead to when it makes sense to retire and collect Social Security. Um, he works full-time and does have benefits. However, there is no 401k. There is no retirement savings. How much does yeah. he make right now? He makes around, I think it's between 30, 
thirty to forty thousand. Yeah. Right, we'll say all right. So we'll say thirty-five ish. Yeah. Is he able to support himself on that thirty-five grand a year? It's close. Do you it's help tight. him out? Sometimes. Okay. Yes. Would you think that if he had three grand a month coming in on a consistent basis that he'd be okay? Or is it when something big happens, you have to then hop in and help out? It's usually when something big happens. Okay. Okay. And he's got no savings, right? Not really. I mean, maybe a few thousand in terms of an emergency fund, but not anything that is planned for use later. Where does he live? He lives in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, rents or owns? Rents, but um, is actually in the process of uh, owning. Really? That's an example. How That's so? That's an example of a scenario where I've helped with um, the down payment so that he can have a, a, you could say, secure place to stay. Okay. So tell me about the house that he's buying. It's a condo. Mm-hmm. He is able to finance the mortgage himself minus the, the down payment. So how much did you have to put down? About 20 Okay. And that's cheaper than renting for him? It's not cheaper, but it's um, just because of some other lifestyle and preferences. That's what we decided okay. was best for him right now. Okay, I gotcha. And yeah. so you put the 20 down. Are you going to own this place and he's going to live there? Um, it'll be in his name, but for all intents and purposes, it will eventually go to me. Are you the only child? Yes. Ah, okay. That makes it easier to understand how that, for all intents and purposes, comment. What's the game plan for him? You said he's 63 and a half. Is he healthy? Can he keep working? Is that going to be okay? Yes, he's planning to keep working um, at least until the point that he is, you know, I guess maybe 69 or 70 if everything with his health is fine. There's no known health issues. There's not anything that we at least need to address or take care of right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's actually considering taking Social Security uh, or retiring a bit early and still working for a period of time. I wouldn't do that. Um, Hold on a second. I wouldn't do that. Let me just hop in here. If he delays Social Security, his benefit will keep accruing and it accrues to approximately a benefit of of an extra 8% that he would get. At age 70. And I think that that is a guarantee and he should. So I'd, I would not take Social Security early. I would let that benefit accrue. He will maximize it at age 70. And he doesn't have to stop mm-hmm. at age 70, by the way. That's another thing. You know, he could keep working if he's healthy and happy because the longer he works, the better it is. It's just that your your benefit maxes out at 70. So if possible, we want him to wait till 70. That's how he's going to get the best bang for his Social Security buck. What is your financial situation? Because now I'm already nervous that like you're putting 20 grand down on his house and like you're spending money. So how how are you doing? Tell me about your income. And I think we're just going to build this and call this best daughter in the world segment. <laughs> OK, um, so my situation is I, I work in pharmaceutical. Um, I have a salary right now of around 142 per year. I do contribute to my 401k. Uh, I've got about 180 saved so far. That's great. And, you know, I'm actually, I don't own a house. Um, not really sure how long I'm going to stay in this area of the country. Mm-hmm. So I haven't made that investment. I'm, I'm currently, you could say, interested in looking at other investment uh, services or products because I do want to use the money as best I can for my future as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do you have in savings? After this 
uh, house goes through, I'll still have around 35 or 40, okay. you know, closer to 40. Great. Yeah. That's perfect. So you, do you keep a little bit extra in savings just uh, on account of dad? Um, not necessarily. I've just been kind of saving up for something. Okay. You know, knowing that it might have been a, a home purchase or who knows, maybe in a, a different type of investment. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with with when it comes to saving for an aging parent who's in your dad's situation. There's not much more you need to do except to try to keep some liquidity because you know that like at any given moment something could happen, right? And mm-hmm. so you're going to you're you're going to have to do that. I wouldn't worry about buying a long-term care policy because frankly, God forbid something bad happened to your dad, he would qualify for full assistance because he doesn't have assets. And if you had to turn around and sell the condo because he could no longer live there on his own, you would do that. In other words, there's not a spouse to worry about. I guess the only thing that I would say is that that until you figure out kind of what your next step is, I would keep a little bit extra liquidity more than I would for how old are you? 32, 33. Ah, don't forget. Oh, forget it. Happy birthday. Um, More (laughs) than I would keep a little bit probably more in your in your sort of liquid accounts than you might normally think about for a 33-year-old because you do have this obligation. You know, look, on some level, I think that the the news on this is not nearly so bad or bleak because, you know, when he retires at age 70, he's going to have a good Social Security benefit. And, you know, if, if, if that plus a few bucks from you can help him, you know, allow him to live a decent life, that's great. If for some reason he could work longer so he could claim his Social Security benefit at 70 and keep working, all the better. But, I mean, there's not much for him to do because he's not like, it's not like his trajectory for saving is going to um, go up miraculously on a $35,000 a year salary. So I think that you're a very kind daughter. I'm sorry that dad's like a little bit had to go through some tough times, but I, I don't think there's much more. I, I wouldn't buy a product. I wouldn't do anything like that. I guess that I'm a little bit, th- I'm a tiny bit concerned that this condo is in his name. And I want to make sure that you're not on the hook. If he, some, if he somehow blew up this condo deal, what would you want to do? Like if he missed payments or something, I don't want it to ding your credit record, but would you just make the payments for him and so he could stay there? Probably. And then we would reevaluate if it was a, a momentary issue you know, with funds or if it was actually that the, the whole budget doesn't work and right. we need to, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the one thing as you do the closing and you think about this condo, I will say that I, I really don't think it's a great idea for you to co-sign on this loan. So that would be my number one precaution. The other thing is that I also assume that does he have a will and a power of attorney and a health care proxy? I know he has a will. Um, I'm not sure about the other two, but he is pretty conscious of those things. Good. Good. Because I think that for because you're the only child and you don't live near him, you should have some document that basically says I can make any financial decision for him if something bad were to happen. And I could make any Mm -hmm. medical decision for him because he's not married. So just double check with him that he has those documents. If you need help juggling your financial priorities, helping out a family member, funding your own life, whatever it is, send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on the website, hit the contact button. And don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 